From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Well, thanks for inviting me into your home. Long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed rec room, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. Hi to you there, and you, and you, checking us out on the uh, Conspiracy Show app. Of course, hello to everyone listening down the line on one of our affiliate stations across North America. And of course, hi to all of you listening and watching via the live YouTube stream. And finally, those of you in the live YouTube chat who join us every week without fail. However, and wherever you're listening, I bid you the warmest of welcomes and I thank you for your fine company. Psychic medium Siobhan Smith is standing by to join us for the hour to tell us about her remarkable life and her work. Uh, Before that, just a reminder to check out my podcasts, Conspiracy Unlimited. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. And if you like rock and roll and the paranormal, rock and roll and true crime, The uh, Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. New episodes drop every Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, (laughs) depending on my schedule, but usually Wednesday or Thursday. The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, and uh, you can just Google that. It's available just about everywhere you get your fine podcasts. It's also available on Spotify and the Westwood One podcast app. Both of those, Conspiracy Unlimited, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and the Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, Wednesdays. You can also access those through my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. If you haven't already, get on up to the website, check it out. We've given it a a new coat of paint. It's far more mobile-friendly, and we've really streamlined it, and I think it's much easier to navigate it as well. I also want to mention that a good friend of the program, George Freund, uh, we'll be hosting a very special edition of the Power Hour Nation Thursday, November the 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Central. And that will be live from the 6th annual JFK Assassination Conference, which is happening in Dallas, of course. The, uh, the JFK Assassination Conference in Dallas, November 15th to the 18th. And uh, George has been guest hosting a lot on the Power Hour Nation as of late, and doing a remarkable job. All right. Siobhan Smith has communicated with spirit since childhood. Growing up in an old Victorian haunted house in the UK, Siobhan, her mom, and her sister, who had child-to-adult leukemia in the early 80s, all communicated with spirit as well as their grandmother. Siobhan was raised with Irish Catholic parents and understands the fears that surround communication. However, it took her to losing her sister in 2009 to finally embrace her abilities. Siobhan understands that we're all spirit in a human body and we can all communicate with spirit, she says. It's just as her sister would always say, Siobhan is an open book. So... This is why it comes naturally to her. It took her sister coming to her persistently from spirit, telling her to get on with the work she came back to do, to actually embrace her work as a medium. Siobhan Smith, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm really good, Richard. How are you? How are you? Bless your heart. Lovely to speak with you again. (laughs) Terrific. Are you in the UK now or are uh, are you stateside? No, no, I'm certainly in the UK. I was up at 3 o'clock this morning for you already. Oh, wow. Well, God bless you for that. 
So uh, tell me about your early life growing up in this Victorian house, Irish Catholic parents. Now, your, your mother and your grandmother both had this gift, this ability to see spirit. When did you first realize you also had this gift? Well, it was when I was two years old, and my granddad, it was in 1979, and he came to me, and um, he got run over that day. So he had come to me, and my mum sees my grandmother and my sister, who's in spirit. She also was very um, aware of spirit as well. And um, I was talking away to him, and mum came back into the kitchen, and because she sees as well, she could see I was chatting away, and then I was talking about the man. Obviously, mum can see. And then we found out um, that day that he had got run over in Ireland, bless him. So that was my first encounter. But growing up in that haunted home, it was the man in that house that really wanted us out, the man that obviously lived there previously that had passed away and was obviously creating so much havoc in that home. Um, But we had so many things going on with him and then also as well our loved ones that would pass away that would do to come to see us like Uncle Jimmy uh, Mum's Uncle Jimmy and the day he was due to uh, come to see us he passed away and we thought Dad would come home and we heard them walk up the steps each step in that Victorian house we heard it me Mum and Colette my sister who was alive at the time and we walked out and um, it was Uncle Jimmy walking up the stairs saying goodbye because he had passed over. Um, so basically growing up in that home, yeah, it was really um, very, very strange, very overwhelming. Um, and obviously with my sister, she had the child to about leukemia, but she was very much an older soul. I'm an older soul, but she was a much older soul than me. And she thrived on it. She was sitting in the dark and wanted to watch horror movies. And I was, we were, she was a child, I was a child, and... She's five years older than me, and I always remember her wanting to sit in the dark because she loved it all. But I know with the man creating all these issues for us, it was. I remember like specifically one time it was four o'clock around four a.m. and that man that wanted us out of that house, that spirit, he came and he came along the bedroom wall and the landing was on the other side, so it wasn't a neighbour or anything like that. And it was specifically on our warming Colette's bedroom, and we were in the middle room. And just literally these bangs on the wall, so loud. Uh, it was so frightening for my father. He wouldn't even get out of the bed. And my mum was saying to get out of the bed. Um, you know, and then, like, my sister, when she was wanting to be ill, bless her, because she obviously had the chemo and all the other things that go with, with cancer, she um, was trying to get out of the room one night when the door was open really freely. You know, it wouldn't be an issue um, with the door. There was no... It wasn't tight or anything and it would always open freely and this particular night um wanting to vomit wanting to get out the door just wouldn't open dad then tried to kick the door in just wouldn't wouldn't budge and i mean this was a door that would never stick this door was a door that would open and shut really freely um, right. um the door and everything and then it ended up the door just flew open on its own when everyone was away from it so he was angry, that man. He really wanted us out. And I know a lot of people experience this, Richard, don't they? You know. Sure, with, sure. Uh, now, you know. How, long we, how long did you live in this particular house? <laughs> well, mum and dad were in the house 
so they would have got the house around 1972. Um, we didn't leave until 1991, so we did stick around. We did try, um, but my mum, my mum is like a clean freak OCD. I wish I was like, oh, I'm not. I'm an artist <laughs> as well as a medium. <laughs> so it's, it's never going to happen with me. Hey ho. Um, but yeah, so it was like one o'clock. My mum loved cleaning. She was like so wanting the house to be perfect that like cleaning at one o'clock in the morning wouldn't be anything to her. And she was looking up. We could see the dead man at the top of the stairs. And her thoughts were, how am I going to get past you? She, normal people would run out the door. She was just like contemplating how she was going to walk past him. So right, it right. Was, How am I going to vacuum those stairs? Why can't you wipe your feet oh before you yeah, come in my house? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it was just like, but you know, that was just that was just growing up. You know, that was that was my world, and you know, and with my sister being so ill, but she was so connected to spirit as well. And then my grand, obviously raised with being raised Catholic as well. Um, you know, as a teenager, I used to pray for three hours a day. So it was, you know. It was um, it was interesting, and I suppose with that as well, that probably helped me to still my mind. I suppose I don't know because when you are praying, it's more talking, and then the meditation, you know, is um, answering or whatever way you want to communicate. So, but obviously, we're going to talk right. about that tonight because we can all do this. You know, this is something I need to put across as well because we are all spirit and human body. Um, right, but I'm fascinated uh, that your family would stick it out in this house for 20 years. Your sister, as you say, reveled in it. She loved it, but your father, obviously not so much. He must have had the patience of Job. Yeah, my dad, no, he was just like, when that was all going on, and then my mum, my mum loved it too. You know, my mum was always reading Doris Stokes books. Um, you know, she had, um, she was very open. When she's always still alive, she's very, very open as well um, and was it known in the, in the neighborhood that your house was haunted were your fellow classmates aware of what was going on or did you keep it quiet well I just thought it was normal <laughs> I just thought do I did I think it was normal I knew we were weird and different and strange um, I'm not going to lie to you I was bullied severely at school I suppose when you are different um but, yeah, I mean, all this that was going on, it's like the cellar that was downstairs. We'd, we'd walk past it and you'd hear the, the women down there having these conversations as well. So, you know, it was obviously, I mean, this house was a Victorian house. It was built years ago. So, but that man, it was almost like, you know, he just he was so angry just wanting us out and doing all these different things and, you know, pacing down the stairs, walking along the landing, banging on there right. and then obviously not and collect out when you want to vomit but I remember going into the back bedroom when my brothers were born and they're 11 years younger than me and um, that just obviously threw him I mean we lived in that house for so long but when they were born they were born in 88 and um, we moved into the back bedroom then which always looked weird the back bedroom it was almost like, was like on horror movies where you'd see like this vacant room that wouldn't be put pardon the interruption yeah. we're going to take a break we'll come back and continue to talk about your remarkable upbringing in his haunted victorian house siobhan smith psychic medium telling us how we can all speak to spirit back with more of the conspiracy show my name is richard serrett stay with us the truth is not out there it's right here 
The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Hey, welcome back. Just want to uh, shout out quickly to uh, those who join us in the live chat every week. Nicholas, and you betcha, YY, Gordo, sorry, Weiwei, <laughs> Gordo, Thinker. Uh, let's see, who else is in there tonight? Well, Baji is still with us. And uh, there are a bunch of others. But anyway, thank you to all uh, all of you for joining us every week in the uh, the YouTube live chat. And if you haven't already, uh, get on up to the YouTube channel, the Conspiracy Show YouTube channel, and hit that subscribe button. All right, Siobhan Smith stays with us. We're talking about her remarkable uh, upbringing in this haunted Victorian home. Now, before the break, I was asking you, Siobhan, whether other kids in the neighborhood uh, knew about your house, knew that it was haunted, did you talk about this with other kids, or did you just stay silent about it? Mainly I stay silent, if I'm honest, because I just presumed that everybody was going through this as a child, um, mm. and I just felt it was all really normal. But I did get bullied, because obviously I was a bit different and strange. Coming from that sort of environment, you are so aware of people that you can't see, but I did think it was normal. It was only as I was getting a little bit older that I sort of knew that it wasn't normal, obviously. Um, but I think this is what a lot of people can resonate with as well, and this is why it's important to understand how we are all spirit and human body. Children do talk about, you know, seeing, and these little um, people, their friends that people can't see. And really all it is is because they've come from the spirit world and the elderly are going back to the spirit world that's why you'll find that young children talk about seeing people that you can't see and the elderly will talk about people that you can't see because it's, it's also about a vibration and it's about a higher vibration and it doesn't mean just because I can communicate with spirit that I'm high vibrating and you're low vibrating. I don't mean it like that. I just mean it like it's almost been where I'm quite hyperactive, I'm quite hyper person. So it's almost like raising that vibration and anybody can do it. Because I think what happens is you just get so caught up in the day-to-day and that is really the only reason is what stops people because you know with children, you know how they go off into their imagination and into their little world and they yes. just cut off very easily and people be saying stop daydreaming, get back to this world or telling them off. But because of the way that they are naturally and that's why as elderly people you'll probably notice that they drift off and people will say it's because they've got dementia it's because of this it's because of that I mean there's so much to talk about because again it's about as well dipping in and out like I think I spoke to you before where you don't have to die you come out of your body I come out quite often it's, you can do astral travel astral projection my sister came to me two days before she actually died she was floating on the ceiling I've seen her in a hospital gown and I was at home and she was lying in, in the hospital bed in intensive care. Um, I've come out of my body numerous times and I've been seen across the other side of the world where this child, who I'm very, you know, is a very good friend and his mother is, is past. You see his dead mother is solid. And that night I was there and I've seen loads of stuff going on. He had also seen me next to his dead mother and he was able to tell me the colour of the nightwear. His dad told me he knew the colour of the nightwear that I was wearing, which was a brownie red colour. So it's all very strange. But going back to that bedroom as well that we were in, that man wanted us out. You know, he really, he wanted us so much out that every time me and my sister went to sleep, this is where my sister couldn't deal with it because there would be these, ne- these noises that didn't sound of this world. 
So it was like a wailing. I mean, obviously, I know where mum and dad from Ireland and gone about the banshee and things like that. But there was these noises that were not of earth noises. And it would always stop every time mum and dad would come to the back bedroom. And then they'd go away back to it along the landing. It was a big house. And it'd start again. And my sister at that point, <laughs> even that freaked her out. She wasn't scared of anything. She was scared of mice when she was alive. She's never scared of the dead, ever. But, um, but that freaked her out. And that is why we ended up sleeping downstairs. And that was a big reason for us in the end leaving. Because it was... Oh, we just, were all the... Were all the... Was all the paranormal activity in this house, were they all spirits or were some of them perhaps demonic? Um, sometimes we do wonder if it was demonic. Um, I do feel, though, as I've got older... I feel it was more just that man. It was his house and him standing at the top, staring down right. at my mum at that hour, looking at her. My mum just looked back at him and didn't bat an eyelid. She wasn't bothered. She just wanted to clean. But I think that was his way of throwing his authority, like, look, I'm here. This is my house. And I just think he didn't accept the fact that we were in there. And I think it right. really pushed him over the edge when we did up that back bedroom because Colette was older than me and she wanted it all done how she wanted, but he wasn't having any of that. You know, that's why when we moved in, it was like, oh, this is all nice, this is all done up, but no, not for him. That is when that was, it got worse. So. But, when you, was it, was it your frustration over this particular entity that, that really drove you to want to learn to communicate with him so that you could find out what he wanted or perhaps how you could maybe even help him? Well, no, to be honest, we I grew up with them, with spirit. Um, we always had um, spirit coming to us. We always knew when, obviously, people were passing away, I'd come and visit. Um, I will be honest, I didn't like spirit. Years ago, it freaked me out. I was frightened. My mum was open to it, my sister, my grand, obviously. Um, but for me, I was scared to death of it. I'm not going to lie to you. But for me, it really came about more so when my sister passed because um, that's when I embraced it. Because used, I used to be her carer. She used to fall on the floor and have many strokes and paralysis because of how they treated leukemia back in the early 80s. Not their fault. It's just how it was dealt with. And right. um, she kept coming to me on the toilet when she died. And she was sat on the loo. And she, because I used to help on the toilet. And she'd be like, you've got to get on with this. You've got to help people. And I just said, no, I don't want to, because I really was freaked out by it. And I said, why would I want to be doing it? And I was like, I don't even want to be talking to you right now, because it's freaking me out. And she kept coming back, because I knew as a child as well that she was my mum in my past life, because I always used to talk about that. And I knew that there was this bigger connection, obviously, between us. But there was something in me that drove me as well. My body, there was obviously my higher self, obviously understanding it now as time has gone on. I was pushing me to go and sit in these circles and I was going to London. I was dragging mum to come with me to London to go and sit with Gordon Smith and TJ Higgs. She used to work with Colin Fry, who's now passed away. And I would take her to these groups and me and mum, mum would be there and she was taking her, bringing through uh, TJ Higgs's grandfather. And my mum, you know, she was actually doing Transfiguration. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's where mum's face was zoning out and I know I could see the spirit's man's face uh, taking over mum's face so I could see all that going on and I was doing my communication and that's when TJ Higgs was saying oh you know got John Edward here 
way I was carrying on, um, sort of referring to me, but the style, the way I was working. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was more sort of pushing me. My body was saying go. And then, like, my sister was coming and get, get on with it. And then I was bringing all these people back, these spirits, and they were in my room. And I was like, my goodness, I don't want to deal with this. And then I'd be throwing the dues out of my head. So it was all kind of weird because it was conflicting. It was, And then, because I was raised Catholic, I used to pray for, as a teen for three hours a day. So it was like, then I started thinking, my goodness, what if I am actually communicating with demons here? And you will go through these sort of scenarios in your head, and that's why it's important to let people know that you're not. And um, it's just, obviously, I've had to embrace it and understand it and not be afraid of it. But you're always in control. You're always in control. Like, I'm in control. Like, you're in control. We're in control of this conversation now. You're in control of spirit because you do tell them what you will and won't allow. And it is about explaining boundaries. That's important as well. And, you know, it's about going back to this thing of everybody can do this. We are all spirit in the human body. You know, I bring through everybody in spirit, whether they're Catholic, Hindu, Muslim, everybody. You know, so everybody in the spirit world, I respect all religions as well, which is really great. It gets you through and it's faith and that's fantastic. Um, but again, it is about um, knowing that they are just there. They're with us all the time. Obviously, they leave us in our private time. That would be just too weird. But it is about, as well, what we'll talk about tonight, is about keeping it simple and how I communicate. Because... A lot of people think you have to go and do these courses and meditate and stand on your head and drink water and chant on. You don't. You know, it, you just have to... You know, like how we pick up the phone and we talk to each other? It really right. is that simple. And it really is. And this is what people need to start understanding, that you don't have to... I mean, obviously, yes, if you want to come to me for a reading, that's fantastic. But in that reading, I help everybody know that they can do this themselves. I teach everybody you know, the signs, because with spirit as well, this is something we can talk about, but how they come to us, you know, this, this is also, it's, it's like another language, but it's just understanding. Well, when, it when, when spirits come to you to speak to you, are they, are some of them not aware that they're gone? Are they earthbound? Are they looking, I mean, is it true that you, you have to tell them to walk towards the light? Or is that just a, a stereotype? I do understand that um, I've been communicating with spirits since 1979 now, and I know that sometimes when people come out, you know, in different ways, they've had an accident or murdered or whatever way they've passed, they will come out of that body and they will go through it. I've done it in readings where they've taught me through their passing, and they come out and they're looking at their body and they are wondering what's going on. Obviously, they're shocked um, because they realise my goodness, I'm still alive, I'm solid, and they're looking at their hands, they're looking at their body, and they're still in one piece. You know, like people can have a car accident and be completely in a bad way, they'll come out of that body totally, um, exactly, the, you know, perfect, the perfect self that they were before they went into that trauma. Does that make sense? Yes. But sometimes do they uh, appear to you do they appear to you as they they were in death? So, for example, if somewhat grisly, but let's say, for example, uh, they were the victim of um, some sort of a heinous crime, a violent yes. crime. Would could they appear yes. to you showing the signs of that crime, the, the trauma? Yes. Absolutely, they do it purely because they want to show me so that I can. Because I deal with so many different people with murder, suicide. Um, you know, different things like that, and people want answers, they want to know, and then I'll be, I'll be able to walk them through. 
and sometimes people want to know more detail. So they will show it to me. Or they talk to me. I mean, I with spirit, I see them, I hear them. I mean, a lot of it now I tune in beforehand with my reading, half an hour beforehand, every reading, and I write, and they sit next to me, and they just talk to me. So I just, I just like literally writing it down. I'm not having to understand it as much anymore like I was years ago, looking at visions and things like that. But they will impress that onto me. You know, if they want to show me that they, you know, had a bad character and they, you know, smashed up their face and it was off the steering wheel, say, and they wanted to point out different things, it depends through each each spirit, each reading. Sometimes spirits don't even want to talk about how they passed because, you know, they, they they, they don't want to go on about it. So, yes, they can show me, but they are definitely not like that now. When they come out of that body, they, it, they, it, that is not how they look. How they were in that former state, they are perfect, they are whole, they are in the light. They're always met by their loved ones as well. And people can turn around and say, but we didn't have any loved ones. Well, it's about going back to past lives. Like, I bring through people, you know, as far back as the 1800s, you know, it's like when I went to... Jury Lane Theatre in London, I had this man walk down the aisle called Pablo Frank, and I was asking what his name was, and he told me his name was Pablo. Went on and Googled it, and he was. He was a British circus owner. He was born in 1810, and he died on the 4th of May, 1871. So, the thing is, we all have loved ones, regardless of who you remember in your little circle, so if you have a small family here, and they're gone or whatever, or people are not dead and you feel like they were the first to go, you're going to have all of your ancestors that will come through. Every reading I've done, I've been doing them for years, are always met by their loved ones. And also, it's all part of a soul family as well, not always blood-related. You know, we come to friends, family, and people that are adopted, things like that. You know, you don't have to be blood-related because we're all part of a soul family. And it's almost like this, these past lives that we go through, we come back again with that whole soul family connection group, whether of friends, of family. You know, it's like when you say, I really feel like I know you. You meet people and you feel that instant connection. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Sure. That's because you have. You've known them on a past life level. And likewise, the people that you don't like, because <laughs> we all have them too, um, you know, there's obviously maybe a grievance, maybe something from a past life. You're coming back together on this level, on this earth plane, to try and resolve it. Because really, ultimately, it is about coming back here. Before we come into the body, we make these choices of what we want to go through, whether that be learning tolerance, forgiveness, you know, resolving issues. So this is why, as well, a lot of the time, it's always good to try and resolve things here, because in spirit, they're there. You know, I have so many people come through in spirit wanting to resolve, wanting forgiveness. Um, so it's always good to try and sort things out here. Obviously, you will get to do it on, in the spirit world, but if you can resolve it here, um, then that's good. Does that make sense? Uh, it does. It does. Siobhan, you stay where you are. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. And uh, I want to ask you, we'll do this when we come back, but I want to ask you whether ghosts who have been murder victims have ever called upon you to try and solve the crime to solve their murder we'll come back and do just that shabon smith psychic medium is with us right here on the conspiracy show don't go away the owners of the system are asleep 
Now we can play The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Oh, welcome back. Siobhan Smith is with us, Psychic Medium. How do people get a hold of you, Siobhan, if they want a reading? So you can get a hold of me on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook, so just um, key me in and I'll go down with the name of Siobhan Smith. It's S-I-O-V-H-A-N, Smith. And my profile picture is a white box with the word medium in black in capital letters. Or you can also email me at Siobhan, which is S-I-O-V-H-A-N underscore Smith at btinternet.com. Or I'm also on the Helping Parents Heal dot org website, which is to do with Mark Island. Um, wonderful people, very big, great team of helping and has gone through his own loss um, with his own child. And I'm also a certified medium on there as well. All right. Now, I asked you before the break, has a ghost or a spirit ever come to you who was murdered trying to tell you who their murderer was? Yes, I did have that on numerous occasions. Obviously, it's a bit difficult to go into too many details on on here live. But, for example, um, I had it where um, a chap was told, um, the mother was told that he had actually passed the suicide. And I was explaining to the mother, I said, no, I said, um, he's explained to me he was murdered and he was shot. And I said, you need to go back. And I said, you need to get the fingerprints on that gun because I said, they're not your sons. And it was actually to do with um, law enforcement. And I have every respect for law enforcement and all um, everybody that works in the government. But it was actually them that had actually done this. Um, and I said, you need to go back. And I said, you need to get the fingerprints on the gun because I said, if he would had have shot himself, his fingerprints would be on that gun. And they went back and she was reopening it because the fingerprints on the gun are not actually her son's. So how could he have shot himself? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So um, did they reopened the case? Yes, they they were able to, um, they had to go back and look because she was able to come back to me and let me know that the fingerprints on that gun that was meant to have shot her son um, right. didn't. Also, I was working as well with somebody else and they were due to testify for the, F, um, for the FBI. Yes. And um, this lady, it was to do with the pardoning of Trump, it was to do with the land... It was, it was a nurse, this lady, she was um, very much an activist, very much standing up for people, and she told me she got dragged out to the woods and she got shot in the head. And I went through the whole detail with this, with the sitter, and um, was able to tell them, obviously, that she was murdered. And um, they had obviously had this feeling as well themselves because she was due to actually stand trial for a, a murder that she had witnessed by the FBI. It was meant to happen a week later. And I was able to go through the full details of how they were basically saying that she had gone and, and passed suicide. And I, she was stood in my room screaming, saying, they murdered me, they murdered me. And I was able to go through the full details of how she died, how she was dragged out to the woods, how she was shot in the head. But how would I know all that detail? Does that make sense? Yes. But when you get new information like this... 
obviously you can't go to the police and say, well, they'll ask you, how do you know this? You can't tell them a ghost told me. What, how do you handle that? Well, this is where obviously I've been dealing with people over the years and I've been explaining to them and going through it with readings and I do help people with murders. I also had a child come to me that was two years old and was explaining to me who had killed them, gave me the name and the details on the hand of the person as well. Um, so they will give me specific information, but it's almost like what I then do is I try to then help that person that I'm working with and then I try to give them details and information that they can go back and reopen cases and explain to them, look, like with the gun situation where the fingerprints weren't on the gun, so it's like, well, how are you going to answer that then? And then they, and it, because these things get overlooked. The thing is, there's good people and there's bad people in all walks of life. Does that make sense? Right, but in other, but I guess what I'm asking is, you don't go to the police and tell the police, well, I have information and it came to me from the ghost of the deceased, do you? You can't do that, but what you no. can do is go back like that situation as a scenario with that lady where I explained to her about her boy and I said he didn't commit, he didn't pass the suicide, he he was obviously murdered and I was able to walk it through and I was able to go through everything on the autopsy as well to do with the exact pinpointing on the head and the other issues to do with his arm. I went through all of that, and she was able to then validate it afterwards because she went back and got the, aut the autopsy report, and she was able to then validate the information I talked her through so she knew I was talking to her son. And that's when she was able to then go back on that scenario and say, well, I've got my right. I want to know about the fingerprints on the gun. So it's things like that, and it's like, it's almost like where you can give them little bits of information where they can then go back and say, well, actually, right. this isn't telling right. up. The, the, what you're saying, you know, it's like you're going back, okay, so let's find out about these fingerprints on that gun then. So if it isn't my son's, which now it isn't, so then what's going on? Does that make sense? It does, yes. Now, your, uh, your, your late sister, I, I mean, at a certain point, I would assume uh, that you know, she will move on, right? She, she'll she move on or some believe that she would reincarnate. So will she at that point then stop coming to you in spirit? She's not going to get reincarnated, <laughs> not yet. She's going to be there because if she's not there when I leave, then she's in massive trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, uh, I totally believe in reincarnation. Obviously, I know that she was my mum in my past life, but what I do know and what I understand with spirit from what I learn, is that it is, it, it's not like it is here. You know how time exists and things like that. So it will be more of, you know, like how our sort of ancestors are far, far, far back that we don't remember the great, great, great grandfathers and things like that. That's where the reincarnation happens. But the immediate sort of family, like my sister, no, she's not, she, to be honest, I know she's not coming back. I know it's her last incarnation. I know that anyway. But for other people... Um, it would be a case of they will wait until the other family members. So they will be waiting for you. Okay. Ah, That's fascinating. All right, Siobhan, we've got to take another break. When we come back, you can go into some, some more detail perhaps uh, in, in instructing people how they can communicate with spirit. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Siobhan Smith, my guest, psychic medium, right here on The Conspiracy Show. When in doubt, blame the government. 
You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, we are back with Siobhan Smith, Psychic Medium. Let me spell that name. Uh, it's it's a beautiful name, Siobhan. That's a, is that a Celtic name? It is. It's Irish. Yep, mum and dad um, are Irish, so it, it certainly is. <laughs> so that's S-I-O-B-H-A-N, Siobhan Smith, S-M-I-T-H. And uh, I, I spelled that out because I, I want people to to, uh, to be able to reach out to you. Um, so... You're on Facebook. Give us the, um, the the contact information again, Siobhan. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, so you just search my name. So it would be Siobhan Smith, S-I-O-B-H-A-N. And my profile picture is a white box, and it has the word medium in that white box in black letters. It's black capital letters, and it just says medium across the middle of the white box. We were talking about earthbound spirits and, and um, how they hang around, and you say they don't reincarnate until they're joined by the rest of their family members and so forth on the other side, because you, I guess you all tend to reincarnate as a group. Is that the idea? This is what I understand, but there is right. occasions as well where people have had a miscarriage, stillborn, abortion, things like that. Their spirit will choose to stay on the other side and then meet their loved ones, because I bring through so many children that passed um, um, just stillborn or miscarriage or went back with um, regards to abortion, things like that. So they, they're still there waiting for us. I bring through so many of them as well, bless them. Um, but yes, yeah, sometimes they will reincarnate. So in that instance, it may be that they choose to come for a short period, go back, and they'll come back again. But because, you know, when you have, um, it's almost like, Every spirit is different, but definitely on that instance, um, it would be more that they would come and reincarnate. But again, it's a choice. We have these choices. It's what we want to do as spirit. Like before we come into the body, we, we, we choose our parents. It's all about soul contracts. Obviously, I know these are all different things, but um, it's about um, wanting to, what do we want to achieve, what do we want to learn, what do we want to put in this soul life and what we want to. It's like a school of life, really. But we're constantly learning, like I'm still learning with spirit. I learn new things every day. You maintain that you were born with this ability, correct? Definitely. I was very aware because, like I say, I was talking to my granddad when I was two, and mum came in and seen me chatting to him, and he'd got run over that day. So right. we're all born with it, Richard. Well, you're talking to someone who is probably the least intuitive person on the planet. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I've had a couple of what could be paranormal experiences, not 100% sure. But, I mean, I don't see spirits on a regular basis. I certainly don't communicate with them. How does one begin to develop that ability? Walk us through the, the steps, if you could. I'll keep it simple, because for this lady who I helped um, with one of my clients, um, she was an atheist, believed in nothing, and now she's doing her own reading. So, yes, yes you can. And I won't listen to no, you can't, because yes, you can, but literally keeping it simple. So my way, and I, I, I explain this to everybody that I work with, I call on a higher power. For me, it's Archangel Michael. Whoever you choose to resonate with is your higher power, the universe, whatever it is you want to talk to, or whoever you want to call on as a higher power protection. But I call on Archangel Michael to oversee me, protect me, my family, and my home. And then I call on Archangel Michael to protect the person that I'm leading. Obviously, you always need to make permission to read a person because that's really important. You can't just do that and read anybody. It's, it's not right. 
then I call on Archangel Gabriel to help me on my messages to the loud and clear in love and light only and to the highest good of my soul and to the highest good of the person I'm reading, their soul. And then I call on my loved ones in spirit and then I call on their loved ones in spirit. And literally the best way to practice it yourself, because we can all do this, is to ask a family or friend member and say to them, look, I really want to have a go with this. Obviously you're going to be embarrassed. You're not even seeming like you're an idiot. So the way I would say to you is, do it not with them. Do it away from them and tune in and get a book, write it down in a book. So what do you start sensing? What do you feel? You might actually sit at the, the sink washing up and you're bored and your mind switches off and you could feel somebody coming in behind you and you say live with a man and two women and you know it's one of the women that come in. And you turn around and it's them. And that's your validation because they're obviously solid and living with you. It's a feeling, it's a sense, it's a knowing. So who do you feel? Do they feel male? Do they feel female? You then might start seeing them. Some people, lots of people are very visual, you know, and then people can obviously hear. So what do you hear? Spirit talk in your head. They talk outside of your head. They can show you vision. So what, what, what are you being shown? What did you hear? Did you just hear the name Jack in your head as a thought? Did you hear the number 58? Well, write it down then. What are you smelling? What, what, what smells do you start smelling? And, um, you could then, like, try to explain, like, maybe to do with flowers, or maybe to do with smoking, or things like that. So writing that down as well, does this smell associate with that person? And it's also about seeing. So they may, may start having visions coming up on the wall. So what are you seeing? on there written or what do you see is a picture is it an apple is it you know um, you might end up seeing like a nun and you can say well was Jack connected to a nun and then and then you hear the name Mary and they're like okay so that was Mary and that was and she was a nun and yeah that was the, the sister so it's like it is like another language because the thing is you are literally looking and you're being shown images that can be shown in your mind so you close your eyes and see it that way some people see outside. I see in my mind and I see outside. Spirit comes to me both ways. Um, but it's also a knowing. It's a knowing. It's that gut feeling, that instinct, that knowing. And we all have that. It's just the problem is we're so caught up in the day to day that we don't rely on that instinct or that gut feeling or that knowing anymore because we're so bombarded. But it really is just keeping it simple, writing it down, write it all down, and then relate it back to that person. Once you've written it down, then speak to that friend or that family member and say, look, does any of this make any sense? And you'll really be surprised because I do teach people and help people to do this for themselves, and they do, and it works. And then at the end, again, just asking our came to Michael to take any energy away from you that doesn't belong with you or the home, because otherwise I'd have thousands of spirits walking around my house every day. <laughs> but again, just calling on that higher power and asking them to take it away. It really is important that people understand to keep it simple. You don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to be meditating for five hours a day to be able to speak one word to spirit. It's not normal and it's not not in this day and age. It's so caught up, busy, that people don't even have time to sleep a lot of the time. You know what I mean? So, yes, really yes. But, but so some people, they they communicate uh, or they receive messages because of uh, they might they might smell tobacco smoke or they might they might see an image of a rose. Um, so they're they're getting mental images. They're getting 
They're getting messages through the various senses. But you have, I mean, you have full-on conversations with full-on apparitions, right? I mean, can everyone do yeah. that? Absolutely, 100%. We're all spirit in a human body. Why can't? The only reason why is I'm really open. Like my sister used to say, I was so open, the book never shut. I literally, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I am very open. But you've just got to keep it simple. You've just got to... It's like imagination. We're going back to imagination with children again. Why do they see? Because their mind wanders so easily. And it's about them allowing them to come in because it's not... It's also about... We all think, oh, my God, it's freaky. It's it's not normal. You know, these horror shows, you're freaked out by Hollywood because it's not like that. You're not going to have somebody sat on your bed as a spirit with their head whizzing around. It doesn't work like that. You know, they're just... They were here as humans. And they're still the same, but they look better because they're free of them bodies. You know, every spirit that I encounter, they look they look beautiful. They're you know, in they're solid, they're glowing. They look, they show themselves as how you know the best version of themselves because that they are. Once you develop the ability, do spirits? on the other side know that you have the ability and so they seek you out because you're a method of communicating with this side of the world? It's like a light. They see a light. They see a light and they see that person wants to communicate because a lot of people don't want to because <laughs> they're scared. And I get that because I grew up and I hated it and I was freaked out. So I was, they were coming to me, but I was like, oh, do I even want to do this? But, yeah, obviously I embrace it now. I love it, and I love helping people, but I had to fight that. So once you have this ability, then, and the spirits on the other side know that you have this ability, are they literally lined up, almost like people waiting in line to use a telephone? They are. They're a thought away. Literally, they are a thought away, so they know. They they can um, influence so much. You know, it's like uh, uh, everything is pre-planned as well. Obviously, you have free will, I have to point out there. But, but if they want to communicate, like I've had spirit come to me and I'm like, look, you know, you're going to have to go and influence the person that's living for them to contact me. And then they feel drawn to me because spirit will guide you, will influence. You know, like how you can meet people or things happen and then you think, how did that happen? Is it a coincidence? No, it's synchronicity. Everything happens for a reason. So it's almost like they see, they know everything. Like my sister came to me on the Wednesday and said to me, two more days, granny will die on the Saturday at 3.15 told my mum, told my partner, told my children, on the Saturday at 3.15, my granny took her last breath. We watched her take that last breath. So they know it all. This is why nothing is hidden in spirit. So you can lie, you can do whatever here, but everything is known over there. They are a thought away. I send out a thought, they come. Every reason I do, I just literally need to ask them to come. But to be honest, a lot of them come here anyway before I even ask them. Like I had a cat the other day. I was in the shower. It was a Siamese cat wandering in it was a spirit cat because obviously i could see it solid and i was like you're gonna have to back off and wait a minute <laughs> i'm in the shower <laughs> so, you know but this is normal for me i can be on the toilet and i'll have spirit come and they're like and i'm like okay okay just back off just hang on they have no boundaries they can have no boundaries as well sometimes because they're excited and that's okay i have boundaries though because i used to be poked and prodded and woke up all the time at night and I said, you know, enough's enough. I've got to survive. I am a mum. I've got two children and I need to do school runs and I can't be woke up every night, you know. And um, I don't mind. I mean, I, I allow them sometimes if they want in really to get a message across, then I do allow that. But I have strong boundaries of spirit. So always know that you're in control as well. So don't feel everybody, 
you know, oh, I'm going to open this portal and I'm going to be having all these spirits come in, because that's not the case at all. You tell them. You will explain to them clearly, I will not allow you to wake me up at night and I will not allow you to do it because I can cope with you in the day, but not at night time. So you can tell them that as well. So it's always important. Just have that conversation with them because they do hear you. Whether you talk inside your head or outside your head, they hear it either way. And likewise, you can hear them in your head as a thought or outside of your head visually. But again, you'll get all of them abilities by just, just working on it, just practicing because it's a sense. It's just a sense that everybody has forgotten. Not everybody, because there's a lot of people that can do this, but it's a lot a lot of people have forgotten. Would that make sense? It does, indeed. And Siobhan, it's been a delight speaking with you again. Siobhan Smith, and again available on uh, through Thank Facebook. You. And give us the email again quickly. Email is Siobhan, S-I-O-B-H-A-N, underscore Smith, at btinternet.com. And I'm also on helpingparentsheal.org. And I'm a certified medium on there. Siobhan, thank you again. Thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. And thank everyone for listening as well. Thank you all so much. All right. Don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Or at least up the stairs. Good night.